Welcome, welcome to Rapid Reviews Radio, episode 154. That's my most American announcer voice. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Kylie Wild. I'm joined by my ever-present co-host, Pete Beckett. Howdy, yo. On first base. I sound like a baseball announcer. Uh, this is one of our... I'm playing on first base today. <laughs> I do miss baseball. Never. I ever seen i've seen one innings of baseball whilst i was in aruba uh, during the summer and it was boring oh goodness back in texas uh <laughs> basketball baseball games i would go to i never really went to football games because they're just too too much too much money yeah just too much it's yeah because production yeah that's because you didn't really want to be stu- stood in a texan car park for over six hours drinking oh, and hog roasting and uh what's the term that what did i call it for, uh tailgating that's it yep yeah. thank you tailgating is great for food like the food is wonderful second to none but when it's like 40 plus degrees or over 100 for our american friends uh you can't you just can't it's that's oppressive heat. I never want. Uh, I hate being cold, but that's too much. Yeah, when when I went to Vegas, it was like 41, 42 most days in here. Oh, boy. Well, the thing with Vegas is it's a dry heat. <laughs> but it's what it really is. What's, what's, what's Texas then? A dry heat? No, uh, because it's mostly coast. It's oh, go away. Is it humid? humid? Yeah. Oh, so hell no. That- water like you just you're literally breathing in water oh that's miserable Ugh. um miserable that is like um, it is here yeah like we were talking about that um we were i really i'm really tired of rain now now yeah. having said that i'm gonna skip right ahead and do our week our weekly catch-up so but and i'm gonna go first which i never do but i'm gonna do that anyway no you you crack on <laughs> So, I've been cold forever. I feel like I've been cold for the last 10 years. I'm never going to be warm again. But um, my trip to Italy is coming up, and I'm, like, really excited about it. And I'm very excited because it's, like, already 20 degrees there, which is, like, 80 degrees for American friends. I can't wait to thaw out. And, which is funny because I always laugh and talk about how, like, you know, I'm first generation born in America. Like, all of my relatives are Canadian and Scottish and all this kind of stuff. Who could handle the cold. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, ah, I don't want to be cold. I don't want to be warm. But I also don't want to be, like, over warm because that's insane. Oh, um, you'll fit right in in Italy then. Yeah. Well, see? Yeah. I'm hoping so. Uh, but anyway, that's my week. Mostly just nervous. Crazy nervous about that because... I'm going by myself, which is cool, because that's what everyone is starting to do nowadays. So it's not weird. It's cool. Um, but also, I haven't been on vacation since 2018. And also, I haven't been on a plane since 2011 or 12. So basically, when you came over here. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so enough. now I'm a little bit like, oh. but anyway, Pete, how about you? How's your week been? Oh, good. Oh, the old fear of flying going <laughs> to kick in eventually. Good luck oh, with that. Yeah, I hate yeah. it. Honestly, I hate it. Well, see, it turns out stuff like fear of flying and fear of heights, which I have, believe it or not. I'm yep. not afraid of anything except for that. Um, is a control 
issue. So like yeah. if you're a control freak, which I am, uh like of myself. Yeah, like I only only control freak of myself. I don't care what other people do. Yeah. But I'm very like, oh, well that t you tend to be a fear a feared? You tend to be a feared of things uh <laughs> that you have no control over. That's the most Texan thing of all time. Creating new yeah. words. Uh, well done. Anyway, Pete, back to you. How has your week been? Oh, where do I begin? <laughs> At the beginning. Uh, yeah, so the beginning of the week was fine. You know, I did a couple of... Uh, I had three days of work this week because I worked last weekend. Right. But that's where all the fun started happening after that. Yeah. I don't know if I want to go into too many details about one side of things. Okay. But let's just say that um, future plans are moving forward for me and my me and Rachel. Yeah. And uh, house hunting is house hunting is now proper begun. All right. <laughs> anyway, I don't delve into too much about that. I had a meeting with our mortgage advisor, found out borrowing capabilities, all pretty boring stuff, you know, and then done some viewings over the weekend but to uh -huh. make it the work so i saw john wick i saw cree free over that so i needed some time to just to digest everything and just have some me time yeah and then i guess i don't know what happened uh i have now hurt my back playing golf yesterday oh oh is it like sciatica or something or do you I, ha I have no idea what happened. I just no. I swung, I, hit, say, I swung the club, hit the ball, and I just had a spasm go down my back. Oh gosh, yeah, uh, that sounds like trap nerve. Yep. Yeah, I then uh, went to carry on, uh, played another hole, was in quite a bit of pain, and by the <laughs> by teeing off on the next hole, I then went. Nah, that's me done. Around fifteen holes in, I was like, I, I, I've got to walk the rest. I can't even play. Oh, I know that hurts. I know, because I've, I've done that. Before. So, yeah, so walking around all of yesterday and doing things was not exactly ideal. So today has been a bit of a chill day watching Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Because it's all I could I do. That's kind of... I know it sucks. I mean, obviously, this is not medical advice, people out there. Uh, but you do have to keep moving. I know, that's the problem. Because yep. the minute I started sitting down as I seized up like anything yep. and it was horrible. So it's when I oh, it's gonna be horrible when I get up after this. I know Pete, I'm so sorry because I do know I do know <laughs> you're in a lot of pain. I yeah, I mean it. like so if you see me moving around it's because I'm ankling <laughs> like, to try and get a comfortable <laughs> position. Even in this chair that I've bought that's nice, it's like Oh, oh. no. Oh. oh, yeah. So that so when you said I've been in bed all day, I didn't even want. I I couldn't even <laughs> do that. I couldn't. Oh, I I know. I know. People tell me that all the time. They're like, "Oh, if I stay in bed all day, my back starts to hurt." And I'm like, "Oh, poor you." <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. I can live in my bed. All right for some. And we also lost a damn hour. I know. Now that did. You know what? I'm going to be very honest right now. For our listeners at home, they don't know that UK just did our, our spring forward time. Yeah, because that was two thing. weeks ago in America now. Yep. And, um, and I don't know how the rest of the world does it. But 
What was my point? I had a point. Oh, I think that's actually what's thrown me off. Mm. The time change. Um, because I stayed up like all night for some reason. I don't know why. I think I'm just excited, nervous about my trip. Yeah. And I looked at the clock and it was like 4 a.m. I was like, what? And then it hit me. Oh, wait, it's actually 3 a.m., which is yeah. not abnormal for me. But once you hit 4 a.m., you're like, oh, I'm into the next day now. Yeah, it's like um, a proper different time, isn't it? Yeah, isn't that funny? Uh, and so, but I did, I managed to fall asleep, but I think it's thrown mm. me personally up just off. Well, it would do, and I re- I've always remembered this, like, as something that happened many, many years ago, is uh, being on a night out and walking home from uh, from said pub at uh, X time in the, in the morning. So, oh, God. So I was walking home, it was around about, I made started making the journey around quarter to one in the morning, so it was a long <laughs> night. Uh, so and the journey I had to make was about an hour's walk, so fun, uh-huh. and yeah, drinking as well. Uh-huh. It makes it even more say, fun. I... <laughs> nope, no, I couldn't have. <laughs> no, I did. I didn't care. So, so I was walking along, and it was like quarter to one. Like, so I started making journey. Got, got around to a certain point of the like of the journey, and went to go and check my check the time on my phone or change whatever I was listening to, and uh, I went, hang on a minute. Why is it quarter past two? I haven't been walking for an hour and a half. I went, oh yeah, clocks went forward. What an idiot. Uh. Yeah, it would really mess you up if you were drunk on top of it. Um, oh, it was hilarious. So audience, let us know how the time changes affected you. <laughs> yes. So, um, sorry, but... I've just been keeping an eye on the stream because uh, the bitrate keeps going up and down and fluctuating, so I'll keep an eye on it and let you know if anything changes, but yeah. Yeah, definitely let me know. I need to be looking a little bit better. Nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, I was going to say, oh, yeah, so if you can't tell, because we're loosey-goosey today, loosey-goosey always means newsy-doozy-woozy. Um... Today is a doozy for newsies. Yes, it is. Why didn't uh... I think of that before you started the damn stream? Oh. Yeah, type that. Never. Um, but... You don't tell uh, me what to do. <laughs> I do it all. Oh, um, but... uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. God, I hated that episode as well. I, I love that episode, but that's just because I'd go around saying that and I'd say it to my mom. I do it all. <laughs> it would make her laugh. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Like, I didn't mean, like, my mom would have knocked me in the next week. Yeah, I know. Uh, That's what I was wondering about. I was like, hang on a minute. No, no, no. It was ironically said it. Okay, cool. But, um... (laughs) No, look, I'm brave and maybe stupid, but I'm not that stupid or brave. (laughs) Yeah, true. But, um, yeah, Pete, I'm gonna turn this one over to you. Uh, and let you... Great, so despite my ailment, you're going to make me do the heavy lifting. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> Lift with your legs, Pete. Bend at the knees. Keep a straight back. It's almost like oh. I did health and safety training recently at work. Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> anyway, as you guess, as the comedy's always told you, news, news episode, gotta love it. So yes, um, right. Let's, sorry, I just had a random message come through on my phone. I was wondering what oh. the hell it was, but I was like, uh, I have to deal with it later. It's fine. Ah. Anyway, we're going to start off with a slightly shorter news story, and we're going to start on a 
sombre tone, let's say. Serious. So, uh, yeah, st- uh, sources for this episode will be in the description of the show notes on Twitch, YouTube, and on the podcast players when it goes up. But for those list watching live, uh, most of the sources are VGC, as per usual, trusted source. So, uh, coming from coming from them, Lance Reddick will feature in future Destiny content. Bungie confirms. I'm so, very happy. About- yeah, so let me just read parts of the story and then we'll discuss. So, Bungie have confirmed that the late Lance Reddick feels weird saying that the late Lance. I know, I... Yeah, damn it. Um, will appear in future Destiny content. Uh, the actor who was found dead at his home last week was widely known in the gaming world for his role as Commander Zavala in Destiny. Uh, in a blog post, Bungie uh, said it plans to honour his presence through his performances yet to come in the game. Hmm, interesting. So, uh, the tributes that have poured in for Lance have been overwhelming, from heart, uh, endless heartfelt messages on social media to impromptu gatherings in respect of Zavala's corner of the tower, overlooking the last city, but, uh, Bungie wrote. I saw a lot of those, and my God, they were like they were poignant. Like, And I was listening to a podcast over the week where, uh, where they were mentioning it. It was like, oh, they usually seem like weird and like... Like mm-hmm. online, like vigils are usually seen as a bit cringe, but this one yeah. was so in fitting. Yeah. So. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So as I, uh, go on, Karen. Karen. Well, no, I'm just. I already can tell your question. <laughs> but um, as a also, you know, Titan. Um. Uh. I. It was a shock. 100% we talked about this uh, all of rapper reviews had a nice little discussion in our mm, we did you know, team chat or whatever it was I don't know what it's called well yeah team chat room <laughs> okay um, and like I didn't realize and I think I said this last week I didn't realize just how far reaching his influence was mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how much he was like in my whole everything that i'm into um but i'm very 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 pleased to hear and i knew they would because they're good guys but that Bungie's gonna you know continue on and stuff um Mm -hmm. that makes me very happy and to be fair i loved the outpouring uh i am a cringy nerd like i'm 100 percent a cringy nerd everyone knows this yeah (laughs) uh so for me it like touched me like yeah too 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 cool to see that happen mm-hmm. but um yeah yeah so, it did it did with me as well but obviously what you have to remember is that his his reach was so much further than just video games it was acting and you know so if you think about it because i think about stuff like this um he's almost like immortal now oh he would be yeah because he's immortalized in video games and yeah Commanders of all it, like I, I know his other things as well, um, obviously. But no, uh, no game is a live service like, but like Destiny exactly, is. Exactly, exactly. Like he, it's forever. You know, you know what I mean. Legacy, legacy's yeah. forever. He, he's he's immortal at this point, and that's yeah. freaking awesome. And also, I found uh, interestingly enough, actually, because I forgot all about this, but he's actually um, he was the only voice cast still left over from the original Destiny crew known that at one point 
and had forgotten that, and you're correct. That yeah, because Dinklage, Dinklage was originally the, um, uh, whatever it was called. Yeah. Yeah, I've forgotten my destiny lore. Yeah. Um, I was yeah, also interested to find out that he played a warlock as well, Lord Riddick. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Like, like I said, it was crazy to find out just how far-reaching his, you know, everything was. I, he was mm. in every. Crazy. Yes. I like Keith David in a way because Keith David like that was like that for or is like that for me. Um, yeah. Because he's in everything, and then you're like watching something live action, and you're like, I know that voice. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, that was the, that was the thing, right? Is that every time I've gone back and watched things like with him in, and you hear the voice first, and you're like, I know that voice, and then you see yeah. like little bits, and you're like, I know that guy. Because it, it's sort of like, and I don't want to compare him to someone like, you know, Morgan Freeman, but he has a very recognisable presence very like Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. That's why I said Keith David, because Keith David also has that kind of yeah you know, presence and voice and, you know, type thing. Yeah. Uh, as well, being an actor on top of it. So, yeah, no, it's, I'm I'm glad to see that okay. he's going to do that. Yeah, I'll finish reading the story. So, uh, this is a quote. As an actor, musician, gamer, and family man, the, pa the passion Lance brought to the things he loved was reflected in the eyes and hearts of all who loved him. From now, For now, we will honour his presence for his performances yet to come in the game and in the memories that will last, with, last as a lifetime. We are deeply saddened by his passing, but so thankful for the time we spent together and our thoughts are with his, his friends and loved ones. So it also goes on to say that Lance also played Silence in uh, Horizon for, uh, Forbidden yeah. West and Zero Dawn. So um, I think Gorilla stated, put in a statement, said, thank you, Lance Reddick, for everything you've brought to the character of Silence, for sharing uh, your infinite w talent and wisdom with us, for your your generous warmth and imitatable presence. Oh, I, I can't... No idea. Anyway, so... Uh, for your profound impact, not just a part of our, our cast, but our community, Sony Studios said in a statement. So, uh, we are deeply, we were deeply honoured to work with you. You will be missed. We extend our most heartfelt condolences to his loved ones. So, it, uh, they also finish up the article on VGC by stating, it's unclear if Reddick will appear in Forbidden West's upcom upcoming Burning Shores expansion. I guess we'll find out soon enough because it's out in a couple of months. Yes, it is. Yep. So, but we'll see. We will see. So, yeah, very somber note, obviously, to start the show, unfortunately. Yeah. But, yes, yeah, it's, it's to be expected. It was very fresh, obviously, when we recorded last week. So we, we knew that this week was probably going to be a few yeah. discussions and a few messages and a few stories that are probably going to be outlining it. So... Going from one particularly dark story to another dark story. A darker, more mature Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game is in development. Talk sorry, about that. Sorry, sorry, what was that? What was that? I, w I want to talk about that, but I'm going to let you read it first. <laughs> yes, because I'm interested to hear your thoughts about this. This is why I included it. So, a new game based on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is in development. This one promises to be darker and more mature. Uh, the game is based on The Last Ronin, a five-issue comic, uh, five comic miniseries released in 2020, which is set in the future, and sees three of the turtles have already died. Uh, 
Mm. And I, uh, I'm going to be honest, I read this article earlier um, because I wanted to. <laughs> and uh, I was I was quite happy that they decided not to name the turtle. I know oh, okay. who it is. I know, yeah. I, was like, I didn't even think about that. Yes, I know. No, that. but it is kind of a spoiler, though, isn't it? So I'm glad that they I didn't. It is, yeah. In a way. Yeah. In a way. I mean, it's still easy to go find out, but... Well, yeah, because yeah, it's been out for a couple of, uh, for three years at this point. So, so in an interview with Polygon, why would you talk to Polygon? Why? Anyway, the, uh, Paramount's global uh, senior vice president for games, Doug Rosson, uh, has said the game would be a third-person action RPG and cited the recent God of War games as a comparison. So, given the nature of the story, the games will mainly be single-player adventure as opposed to multiplayer friendly nature of the other TMNT games. Right. Now, this is the part that is interesting. was interesting to me, reading about it, because I've not read the comic. I need to. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go and pick it up after this. Yes. So, The Last Ronin was written by original creators Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, and is set in New York in a dark future. Because this was their first involvement in the TMNT comics for quite a while, wasn't it? Years, I think, or something like that. Yeah, because they obviously penned the original ones. They did like most of the original series, didn't they? And then they Which sort of handed very it off. Dark. Well, yeah, it's more in keeping with the actual darker tone for what they were supposed to be. You know, funnily enough, they are ninjas, and they do tend to kill people quite a lot. <laughs> Or what did oh no what you guys called it teenage hero? Yeah, don't let's not. That's a dark, pointless part of our history. What a ridiculous waste of time that was. Yeah. See now, I I don't want to give ah uh, no I can't say what I was going to say there. I really what? wanted to say no because it's a spoiler for something. Oh. Okay. I can't say what I was going to say there. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so uh, the city is ruled by uh, the Shredder's grandson, and only one of the four turtles remains. So his brothers have already died. Uh, so they even they even specifically state it in the article. Whilst we won't spoil the identity of the last turtle of those who haven't read the book yet, he uses all four of the turtles' weapons, which is kind of awesome. It's a cool aspect of it. Yeah. yeah. So throughout the graphic novel, the turtle occasionally has hallucinations and flashbacks in which he believes his brothers yeah. are alive. And Rosson has suggested that this means the game could could make other turtles playable in oh, flashback yeah. sequences. Cool. Uh, I won't read the rest because it's just talking about the last two games that they released, which is Shredder's Revenge and the Cowabunga Collection, which we have talked about on here before. Yes, we have. Um, and Pete reviewed. <laughs> Shredder's Revenge but, is excellent. <laughs> yeah. Cowabunga, dude. Um, my thing is, well, I was exactly what I was going to say, which is it is originally a dark series, and then when it came out as a cartoon, which I love the original cartoon, it's up there with the X-Men for me. The X-Men mm -hmm. cartoon. Um, you mean, so X-Men 92, then? Well, yeah. Because uh, you know that's coming out now. Um, well, but, yeah, yeah, I meant like the actual year, you know, when it was released. Yeah, because like, I don't know how it was over here, but in like the US, we had like VHS tapes with just tons of like cartoons on them. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so Turtles was like on an orange VHS thing. I don't know why. But anyway. Um, <laughs> we mostly just had them playing on TV. Um, We had a few, but... To be fair, as a poor child, 
Uh, so we didn't have cable. Uh, so I think I missed a lot of cartoons growing yeah. up. I'll, I'll be but, the first to admit we also did as well because we, we didn't have like uh, what was at the time was satellite TV, which was Sky. Right, yeah. Satellite was for rich people in America. Uh, I don't know if that's how it was over here. But, um, like, uh, so, yeah, so the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon was just like a watered down, like way watered down cartoony kid version of the original comic series. And yeah. then I think they sold it or sold their shares or whatever they did. Creative control or whatever. Yeah, that um, went on to... So it's when... I can't remember who it went to, but obviously the rights are now owned. Uh, I think it might have been IDW, actually. Maybe it was. Pete, I think you might be right. Um, so, But then obviously that got those rights then got acquired by Paramount, Viacom, yeah. and uh, Nickelodeon. Yep. And uh, so, like, obviously, for me and Pete, the uh, iconic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies... Were... Go ninja, go ninja, go! Yeah, exactly. Still sucks, <laughs> by the way. It's so awful, but I love it. It's like so awful. But uh, my point being, here's my point. Like, our generation grew up with the turtles being very cartoony and, you know, relatable in their weird cartoony way. Whereas I think the generations after us, they have the Michael Bay stuff and Ugh. the like weird cgi like cartoon it wasn't a cartoon it was like cgi thing that came out in like the early 2000s and it was kind of greedy um and all that kind of stuff so i i think as a direction i think this is um i think this is a logical direction if i'm honest mm. um as much as shredder's revenge was fun and it was a really nice nostalgia hit um Unlike everything else that seems to be doing gritty re reboots, uh, I think that this is more of a going back to its roots type thing. So I'm kind of glad to see it, if that makes sense. Yes, exactly. Rock'em Sock'em Hope says, Uncanny Valley Turtles. Yikes. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they were particularly <laughs> ugly. Um, yeah, like I really wanted Michael Bay's movies to do well because I love the turtles. But I just couldn't. It just didn't. I like them being a little bit cheesy. I think. Yeah, I I, I like the cheesy aspect of things. Like I quite like. I don't mind them being kid friendly either, because obviously that's what I grew up on with the comic with the cartoons, uh, and obviously most of the games. Like, but I think it's sort of around about that point now, where most of the people who grew up with the turtles, like us, are of an age where they have kids who are probably also somewhat somewhat grown up now so yeah. i think they're probably looking for like darker grittier sort of more adult stories to to give across to the next generation and i think this is obviously this is a 2020 comics like miniseries yeah. so it's it's pretty dark and mature so I'm, exactly. i think in terms I... of games i think it, we've been calling out for one for quite a while i uh, yeah i think Using God of War as the kind of template, you know, so to speak. Uh, yeah. I think that's an interesting way to go. Um, I think I know I, what they mean by that. It's like the whole third person, over the shoulder, narrative driven sort of experience. Yeah. 
It'll be interesting to see how they play that out. Oh, it'll be exactly like God of War, where you'll start out with one weapon, and then eventually you'll get another weapon, and then you might get a third weapon, and then the fourth later on, and you have to upgrade so, skills, and you might you know have a companion. Out there, I was going to say, you know someone out there has modded God of War to have the turtles now. It's got oh, be. obviously. You know that's probably going to happen when um, God of War Ragnarok comes to a PC. Exactly. Oh my gosh. God, imagine weird. imagine a turtle walking around in Thimble Winter. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, who, ah. who are they going to change Atreus to be, though? Um, The little robot mouser. No, what is it called? The little... Remember those little robots? Look. Oh god. Yeah, so I can't remember what... It is Mausers, isn't it? I think so, yeah, but I don't remember the name exactly. <laughs> oh dear. You'd be like a tamed one. I don't <laughs> know, I just... Maybe, <laughs> uh, but who knows. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, the Michael Bay ones were terrible, and the minute they... they the minute he um, had... Him and his team had given the job of April O'Neil to Megan Fox, I was like, yeah, no. Oh, I was goodness. straight out there. I was like, why? Megan Fox used to be cool. Did she, though? Did she? Well, she's really, really, really... Okay. She got some plastic surgery and it made her be really, really pretty. Was she, though? Was she? she got more plastic surgery and it kind of messed up her face a bit. So, I don't know. <laughs> she's really pretty in that first uh, uh, Transformers movie. I was she though? Was she? Well, remember, I am a straight female, so my version is probably not the same. <laughs> I mean, a straight male, and I thought, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, um, yeah, I don't really want to talk about the other Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles announcement that happened a couple of weeks ago because, oh boy, that was fun. <laughs> Which one was that? Uh, what the Seth Rogen movie that's coming out in, oh in a few goodness. months? Oh my goodness! Oh goodness! <laughs> goodness! Oh goodness! So you mean I, we're not going to talk about you it? You mean but... April eats plenty of cakes? Well, here's the thing. So, oh, how do we do this? I'm going to skirt this. Um, well, definitely I... she can't. She can't wear a skirt. I. No, that's... <laughs> Like some of us are fluffy, <laughs> and we can still wear shirts. I don't have a problem with with them because it's a kids movie. Here's where here's where I like, you know, what's her name, Mindy Kaling from yeah. The Office. She redid Scooby Doo Velma or whatever. Um, it's really bad, and I mean that from a writing point of view. I don't mean anything else except for that, and that is my fear with this one. Because I mean, also, yeah, He-Man, Evan Smith's He-Man was badly written as well. But, Again, I'm being completely just, I don't care about any of the extra fluff stuff. That None of that stuff bothers me or affects me or whatever. Yep. But I do care about writing. And I'm a bit worried about this as far as the writing goes. Uh, yeah, so am I, because it's being written by Seth Rogen, who is a complete and utter bloody idiot. Who doesn't know He's how to write a... good characters. He does not. He does not. Um, I don't think it, it, no, no, I don't think it is. It's just it. Um, I think you were using Velma as an example of an existing IP that's been ruined by a bad writer. Yeah, Mindy Kaling 
is not a good writer. God, I know that sounds terrible because I really like. I think she's she's funny. She is funny at times, but but Uh, what you what you find with The Office though is that she's part of a writing team. Yeah, and it's not solely her writing episodes. She might be contributing jokes and scenarios to it, but it is a team of people. Uh, (laughs) 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 Rockstar. Hawk says Canada has disavowed both Seth Rogen and Celine Dion. I mean, it's all right because Seth Rogen has now taken umbrage in or taken um, citizenship in, in in the state of California anyway, where where he thinks that everyone can just replace their car when it gets stolen because that's big city living. Oh, yeah. oh, Idiot! Such um, a that guy's so out of touch with with reality. It's unreal. But anyway, this is getting far too political. I most of it, uh, but. No, Rodham Sockham, you still claim uh, Ryan Reynolds, right? That's because he's a national treasure. He is. It's true. <laughs> Although, he and Rob, what's his face? I think Mackle they're going to move over. Yeah, how I think they're going to move over here. As much as they love it. Well, it won't be over here. It'll be Wales. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, over here as in UK. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know, but the Welsh don't like don't like the English, so you know they can have their own landmass themselves. I'm joking. I'm joking. Overlord would kill me for that. Ah, uh, you know, Overlord's anyway, anyway, gonna run mo- in head. <laughs> Moving on to the next news story before yeah. I put my foot further in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so Lego 2K Drive is officially a AAA driving adventure releasing in May. This yeah. one was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, definitely is. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's one of those for me. It's going to be a wait and see. Yeah. Anyway, let's read the story and then we can discuss oh, it. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so Lego and Two K Games have officially announced their new driving game, Lego Two K Drive, which will release on May the nineteenth. So it's coming to PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, Xbox One, Series S, Series X, Switch, PC, Steam, and Epic Game Store basically list a platform it's not coming to um and is described as an open world uh open world game oh god so that's me out then um with single and multiplayer that lets players build any vehicle they like uh as first revealed by vgc last year the game is developed by wwe 2k and nba 2k studio visual concept as part of a new line of lego sports games 2k has in the works so according to Lego 2K's announcement, Lego 2K Drive will feature a wide open world with ve- with different biomes, races, mini cha- mini games, challenges, and collectibles. So, uh, sorry, Kara. That's why I love the Lego games because yeah. collectibles. They're always chock full of them. So, uh, just just to finish up, so the player players can build a vehicle with over one thousand unique Lego pieces, or choose from ready-made ones from Lego City creators, speed champions, and more. Um, so, finally, Two K Drive will feature competitive multiplayer and a co-op experience. Two-player split screen will also be available alongside multi- online multiplayer. So, funnily enough, I actually didn't know this at the time. But I'm pretty sure there was a Lego racing game back on the N64. I no, I think I'm getting that confused with something else. I would be surprised. Um, well, this is apparently a sequel to it. Cool. Yeah, I know. That was what was confusing to me as I heard that on a podcast. Yeah. I was like, hang on, there was a yeah. Lego driving game on the on the on the N64. See, I was getting it mixed up with Hot Wheels. That's what I was thinking of. Oh yes, Hot Wheels. 
kind of like the same thing as how it was with Lego and Duplo. Oh, goodness, yes. Let's not get into that hotbed, shall we? <laughs> so, yeah. What do you think about this one, anyway? Uh, I love all things digitally Lego. I'm not, like, when I was a kid, I loved Lego because I'm autistic. Of course I did. Uh, but I have so many collections now. I don't want to um, get back into real Legos. So I love digital Lego stuff, like, so much. Mm. Like, a Lego game comes out, I do get excited. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. Don't worry, I have no shit that comment. I'm going to get to it in a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so. But what about you, Pete? Uh, well, interesting announcement. Uh, I'll be honest, it kind of looks okay. Like, visually speaking, right. it, like, that's... I think that's the thing about the LEGO games is they always look really impressive. Yeah. I, um, whether or not I will enjoy it is a different matter. But I'm going to be perfectly honest here. I saw the company associated and I went yeah that's a straight no <laughs> from me because that's going to be a, a buggy a microtransaction riddled mess yeah I have no rebuttal for that because yeah and uh, <laughs> this then brings me on to the comment from Vanner he says okay if people use this to justify a NASCAR game made by 2K I will point them to how bad the 2K games have been recently with NBA and WWE and he puts in brackets though I hear the last WWE game was good and he then followed that up by putting just because motorsport games is on fire doesn't mean the other options are any better and I can't disagree yeah, I was going to say, I have to agree. <laughs> well, you can't disagree, really, because it's, you know, it's... Let's be honest, 2K have got a very annoying track record. And yes, <laughs> excellent. Fun it. It clearly was. Uh, they've got, uh, you know, they've got a bad record of uh, putting out half-made games, patching it, yeah. uh, trying to patch it ever so like yeah. a lot to make it at least stable but by that time the damage is already well done so yeah. I don't and to be honest with this game coming out in a couple of months and it's only just been announced now I know other companies have done this to varying degrees of success including Nintendo with Paper Mario and Origami King where they showed that off two months ahead of launch and it worked for them I just don't know it's going to work for 2k in this in this instance the only thing that probably will have this going is the fact that it's a sequel to a a, a game that a lot of people loved and it's lego yes so it'll exactly. have wide wider appeal let's say built-in fan base right there yes it does remind me i still need to play lego city undercover it's good i know but that's why <laughs> i need to play it because i keep meaning to go and buy it and when it's cheap and i forget so stereotypical sometimes. Who, me? No, I am, because I love Lego. Yeah, but it's the creative side of things, isn't it? It is, 100%, yeah. But then again, like, I just don't feel like Lego is very creative these days. No, I'm going to agree with you there. I won't get on my soapbox for this one, but oh, yeah. There's... I will. Okay. Back in the day when Legos used to used to come in just various different pieces, it used to go, here you go, here's the pieces, do what you want. 
yeah and enjoy I mean, it and i used to do that sort of thing yes they did have kits but how many times nowadays do you see free form yeah. rather than pre-built kits I, and i don't even feel like some of the pre-built not... kits are great like great looking but some of them the pieces aren't lego pieces they're like custom made yeah they are and that's not and i don't yeah and then like um the ones that are really bothering me now again this is just me and my weirdness i am very strange let's not forget that but the flower ones Mm. there's where you can build bouquets of flowers and stuff okay so yeah there was only one one pre-built set that i or one um set that i was interested in and it was weird because yeah it was a flower based one but it was actually the um the bonsai tree that i wanted to get because it looks kind of cool now that that is okay yeah i now i do take it back and say that yeah the bonsai tree looks cool but that i can kind of see almost a function in i know this is weird again i'm 100 mm. percent aware um but they had something like just like like a little vase of flowers. Oh yeah, I've seen that. It confused me. Yeah. And I'm easily confused. Yeah, but then uh, the, the only problem with that was is that I looked at it and I went, well, if I'm just going to go and spend this amount of money on a bonsai tree Lego, I might as well just go and buy a bonsai tree and do it myself. Or fun to take care of. Yeah. That's so. I've all, no trust me. I've always wanted one. There is there is a shop in Brighton that I regularly visit because when I'm down there and I'm like. But I'm going to talk myself out of this one. Oh, yeah. Every single time. And I always think to myself, should I just buy one that's about that big, about 30 quid, and just get started and just try it? Like, I love everything miniature, and you can make a bonsai out of almost... Not making that joke. (laughs) Not making that joke. (laughs) You can make a bonsai out of anything. People, do you like to read the comments? Yes, yes, I, yes, I will. Because uh, Brent put, I had a treehouse full of Lego as a kid. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. you're probably the neighborhood kid that everybody wanted to play with too. Yes, because you had a treehouse and Lego. Uh-huh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> always envious of those treehouses. Yeah. Then uh, Rock and Soccer Hulk has come in and said the new Lego Indiana yeah. Jones series launching in May has my attention. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't with me, unfortunately, because. Indiana Jones is dead. The first two Indiana Joneses are amazing. I don't really care. Uh, three, three gets a pass. And after that, oh, no, afraid to say, three is the best one. Not to me, but Sean I know that a lot Connery. of people. A lot of people do feel that it's the best one. Now, for me, it doesn't feel that way, but that's just. It's got for me. It's got the best humor in it. It's I, I think it's a more complete story, and I, I'm I'm gonna I'll probably say it's probably got some of the best choreography in it as well. Although the first one has got some amazing set yeah. pieces in it too, mm-hmm. and take nothing away from the the stupidity of the humor of the first one as well. Especially the like it. the famous moment we all know about where you got the guy twirling the sword and Harrison Ford yes. just shoots him because he was sick on set and it just I, I love it. it I think it's hilarious. Yes. It's just it, like you can see it in his face as well. You just like he looks so lethargic just doing it as it. well and it's so funny. So sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then again, it was in the middle of the bloody desert as well. 
my goodness. I love those. I do. I love those stars, too. But my one last part about Lego. Mm -hmm. We are really on tangents today. Yes. Um, is that, like, way back when, 10 years ago, maybe? Maybe mm -hmm. 15. Before they came out with The Simpsons House, somebody built The Simpsons House out of Lego, which mm -hmm. is what made them issue The Simpsons House, which is, I'd say, the first of that kicked all this yep. new generation of Lego off. I just kind of miss that. Like, there used to be... Oh, see, I'm getting excited again. There used to be, and there may still be, I'm not sure, but there used to be these competitions uh, where, like, there were massive competitions where people would build things and be judged on them and win money. And, like, one company, I think it was, like, Ferrari or something, they built a dadgum Ferrari out Amazing. of Legos. And, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Now, I don't know, it does feel less creative you know it does yeah, yeah i totally agree with you because um yeah. back years and years ago like i used to just have like assortment of lego bricks and <laughs> various pieces and stuff like that and this was long before that this sort of thing happened as well like you like was the case with the simpsons house football stadiums i built my own one out of out of lego and then they started releasing them as pre-built packs and i'm like oh this is boring i like doing it myself Oh goodness, yeah. Oh, now see, I'm reliving my childhood. There's but you so can't, you stuff. can't. Look, I couldn't help it. I had a green flat piece that looked like a, a football pitch. So I was like, "What am I going to do with it? What am I?" Oh, gonna well, do? there you go. So yeah, I built the stands <laughs> around it. <laughs> That's cool. That works out. I kept trying to make things that moved because we were we, like, okay, I'd never had real Lego. I did have Duplo as a. Pete was talking about. Did you get that at the dollar store? Um, but they had this thing that only rich kids had, and that was called Kinetics. I don't know if you guys had Kinex. that or Connects. Yeah. Yeah, we did, and, and we had that. like Connects and Meccano oh, as well, which was like the metal, Meccano, the metal yeah, piece. You guys have that. We didn't have that because Americans are weird with their child safety. You know, we don't have Kinder eggs. Um, <laughs> so Meccano's or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> But like, uh, yeah, those are like so cool. Like, I would have, I would have gone crazy. Oh, you would, you honestly would have loved Mikado as a kid. It was I so cool. One hundred percent. Yeah, because yeah, you wanted uh, to make all the moving stuff, and that was perfect yeah. for that kind of thing. Yeah. And connects as well. Yeah. I really so, like. Yeah. I I did really like connects like, as a kid as well. I bet. I yeah. God damn! Well, can, can I just be a kid again? Don't buy stuff now. <laughs> Anyway, do you want to read the next comment and then we'll move on? Uh, uh, yeah, so Brent said that he, not to mention that he also had a fridge full of soda and multiple video game systems. Yeah, you were the rich kid yeah. that everyone wanted to hang out with. Yeah, because that was my neighbor. They had, like, we all had Nintendos and Super Nintendos, but they had the game. Like, I didn't have any games, but they had all the games because they were, like, their parents bought them everything. Mm. Um, I remember seeing, like, it was the first time I ever saw the Zelda original game, I guess. The one that was gold. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And I couldn't stop, like, holding it and stuff. And they're like, it's just Zelda, uh, whatever. And I'm like, it's gold. Yes, but it's a gold cartridge. I've not seen this before. I've never seen this. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. I'll get to the next story. So... I have to ask you a question to preface this one first, though. Bum, bum. Okay. 
Did you remember that Valve still make games? <laughs> it's always shocking when that is uh, when we are forced to remember that. <laughs> yes, it was with me too because I read this headline and went, "What? They still make games?" Because <laughs> Counter Strike Two has been revealed yes. ahead of a summer 2023 release. Can we this just was say a that's shock. A that's a dumb naming system, but yes, continue on. <laughs> yes, because it was Counter-Strike, then Counter-Strike Source, and then Counter-Strike Go. And I think there's like Counter-Strike 2 Desert Storm Alliance or something. I, I have I no know. idea. Is... The only one I remember was Source mostly because it was running on the Source engine. But it's like Overwatch 2. There never, it should never have been called Overwatch 2. and This should not be called CS2. But anyway... Yes. That's neither here nor there, because I'm actually very excited about this. Because yeah. I'm Okay, so Valve has officially announced Counter-Strike 2 ahead of its uh, game's release this summer. It will arrive as a free upgrade to Counter-Strike Global Offensive, so CSGO. Cool. So, um, cool. Allowing players to bring across their inventory from the current game. Clearly, Valve have gotten very bored of all those pa all, all that, those gambling things that kept happening with CSGO. <laughs> Good old skins, skin lotteries, and all that stuff. Yeah. My God, I think I think it is the most like gambled game of all time. Gambled on game of all well, time. I don't know about that because before rules changed, I'd say something like Fortnite, even some of EA stuff, probably. <laughs> but mm. uh, they modified, you know, the rules or whatever. Yeah. Uh, what constitutes in-game? No, I didn't gambling. mean like that. I just meant that actually, like, literal gambling. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, no, this is the um, game that's had the most amount of problems in terms of gambling. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so Counter-Strike, uh, so this is a quote, is the largest technical leap forward in Counter-Strike history. Well, you would say that. Uh, ensuring new features and updates for years to come, according to Valve. Uh, all of the game's new features will be revealed when it officially launches this summer, but the road to Counter-Strike 2 begins today as a limited test for CSGO players. So, excuse me. Uh, during this testing period, we'll be evaluating a subset of features to shake to shake out any issues before the worldwide release. Um, Valve has said that the game will be cleaner, brighter, and better looking. Well, you'd hope so from a game that was, you know, from a game that was made however many years ago. Like a lot, like a long time ago. Like yeah. Long. So to quote, maps in Counter Strike Two are receiving upgrades and overhauls, uh, which leverage the all new Source Two tools and rendering feature. Oh, what a surprise! Why they've called it Counter Strike Two then? Wow! Congratulations, Valve. Your naming convention is terrible. Yes, it is. I, I mean, they've had more games <laughs> like in the series. Well, they have had more games than three in this series, but, you know, oh, they, they've yeah, never they, made it to Counter-Strike 3, have they? Like that, but also think about Half-Life as well and its naming conventions, oh, which are Oh, Half-Life Episode 2. Like, yeah, half... I'm keeping up with that. Oh, God, it yeah. is a nightmare. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Half-Life 2 Episode 1 and Episode 2, it is, oh, my God. Yeah, like 2A, 2B. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, well, now okay. you're just talking about a character from Near Automata. 
Oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh no, terrible joke. Sorry. Uh, it's also uh, it's also claimed tick rate no longer matters for moving, shooting, and throwing. So now you're going to have to explain to me what tick rate is. Um, tick rate. It would be uh, kind of like the. Oh, I'm so tired. The thing we were talking <laughs> about way back when Halo dropped. Um, you know, like how how it how long it took to to to. Uh, oh, time to kill. So it's very, very similar to that. Ah, I see. It also includes hitboxes and stuff. Um, and if you shoot faster in, you know, in CS as it is now, CSGO, yep. you shoot faster, you get the hit first, as opposed to being, if you do a skilled hit, you know, type thing. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, all, it's been a thing among players from, like, day one. Because it is, it's a, it's an odd it's an odd system it has its quirks i'm actually happy to see it be refined and be a little bit more like the you know most shooters as we know them mm. okay so i'll just finish up there so uh sub tick updates are the heart of counter-strike 2 it said previously the server only evaluated uh evaluated the world in discrete time intervals called ticks Thanks to Counter-Strike 2's sub-tick update architecture, servers know the exact instant that motion starts, a shot is fired, or a nade is thrown. Yes, good they on even put, I'm not. I'm reading that as is, by the way. <laughs> so, as a, as a result, regardless of tick rate, your moving and shooting will be equally responsive and your grenades will always land the same way. So Valve said smoke grenades are now dynamic volumetric objects that interact with the environment and react to lighting, gunfire, and explosions. Counter-Strike 2 sounds uh, have been reworked to better reflect the physical environment, be more distinct, and express more uh, more game state, it it added. What the hell does that even mean? Um, They have also... They have also been rebalanced for more comfortable and lighting, uh, listening experience. Makes me kind of really want to get back into it. And yeah. I may when it drops officially. Okay. And then watch me hate it. Uh, yeah, so that, you might as well just download CSGO now then. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have it, but... You probably do. But yeah, um, it's an up- it'll just be an up. It looks like it's just an update to that anyway, so might as well. Yup. So worth a look. I might have a look myself actually, but you know, Twitch shooters are not exactly my kind of thing. Yeah, and I I do enjoy them, but like, I haven't <laughs> I haven't been playing any of them at all. Like, we don't do Halo anymore, and I'm I'm reviewing Destiny, and I still haven't gotten in. To the uh, uh yeah, so <laughs> professional game reviewer. Well, not professional. I just told on myself. Yeah, I've just told on myself, but uh, yeah, I just I don't know. Like, I feel like the spark is gone with um, you know, like multiplayer shooters or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but maybe this will replenish that spark. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. We will see. Anyway, yeah. speaking of terror, uh, some news that we didn't want to discuss at some point in the few, uh, in the past, but now have to discuss it. Yep. I know, I know. The bro- 
This is only on here because of you, by the way. I know it is. <laughs> Saw the name and I went, yeah, this has to be talking about. So uh, I'll read the headline. It says, Chris Avalone awarded seven-figure payment after sexual harassment claims settled. Hmm, I might have a few thoughts about this, but let's read the story. So prominent video games writer Chris Avalone has settled a lawsuit against two women who had publicly accused him of sexual misconduct and claimed he, he'd been, he's been awarded a seven-figure payment. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. So, now, uh, Karen, Karen. Oh, you go ahead. No, you're probably uh, fixing the reveal. Uh, so Avalone, wow. who ha who has previously worked on games such as Respawn's Jedi Fallen Order, was accused in a series of June 2020 Twitter posts by the women as being an abusive, abrasive, conniving sexual predator. After the allegations arose, multiple developers cut ties with the writer, notably Dying Light 2 studio Techland. Uh, a year later, Avalone uh, announced that he had taken legal action and accused the two women of libel. Now, nearly two years later, the case has been settled. So, I uh, will continue. On Saturday, Avalone posted on his personal, blogs, uh, personal blog that claims have been dis has, had been dismissed with prejudice. Now, you're going to have to explain that one to me later on. Uh, and that he, uh, he was to receive a seven-figure payment, which included his attorney's fees. So the two the two women behind the original allegation, shall I say the names because they're in the article or shall I not? It's public. Yeah, if it's public, it's fine. Uh, okay, Carissa uh, Barrows and Kelly Ray Bristol have also released a joint statement claiming that uh, that their public statements had been misinterpreted. That's with prejudice, by the way. But yes. Okay, so. Mr. Avalone next ne never sexually abused either of us, the signed statement reads. We have no knowledge that he has ever sexually abused any women. We have no knowledge that Mr. Avalone has ever, ever misused corporate funds. Anything we have said or written about Mr. Avalone to the contrary was not our intent. Uh, we wanted to support women in the industry. In doing so, our words may have been misinterpreted to suggest specific allegations of misconduct that were neither expressed nor intended. We are passionate about the safety, security and agency of women, minorities, LGBTQ, LGBTQIA plus persons and every other community that has seen persecution in the video game industry. Uh, sorry, why do you... No, no. No, nope, nope, not making good. comment. No, nope, no. Nope, nope. nope. um, we believe Mr. Avalone. Yeah, <laughs> we believe Mr. Avalone shares a desire to protect and up uplift these communities. We believe that he deserves a full return to the industry and support him in those endeavors. Uh, in his own statement, Avalone Pro, I appreciate the willingness of Miss Barrows and Miss Bristol to work with us in addressing issues within the video game community and their advocacy is to be commended and supported. There are still many, many very real challenges that we face, but I am confident that we can face them together. In the spirit of these goals, I would ask everyone to respect the, privac the privacy of Miss Barrows and Miss Bristol and use this opportunity as a means to listen to all voices in improving our culture and our communities. Can't argue with that statement, to be honest. His lawyers wrote them. 
<laughs> yep. I'm not, okay, so now it's put, uh, those seem like the most fake statements ever. Yes, they are lawyer-composed statements. Okay, so, so you brought this up to me originally when this first happened in 2020. I believe we did kind of cover it, it just as a news story, but never went into massive detail about it. Yeah. So. I, well, I, so without, like, we're, we're trying to stay apolitical as possible. Also, I want to mention why why I know who Chris Avaloni is, and that it's because he wrote New Vegas, as well as Fallen Order. Order of the Fallen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very talented writer. Yes, he's known in the industry as being a little bit arrogant, but who isn't? Um, but not like, you know, detrimental. Okay, have you ever met Neil Druckmann? Have you ever heard yeah, of what well, Neil Druckmann not says? That, exactly. <laughs> not like narcissistically damaging, you know? Um... Uh, have you but, have you ever read a story by Hideo Kojima? <laughs> Just but, proving my point that most people in the industry are a bit egotistical. They are. I mean, yeah, it comes with the territory. I always use John Romero as like a perfect example. He was very, very arrogant as a young man coming up and then just got way late like his ego was just destroyed but it was the best thing for him and he is wonderful now oh okay can i before, can i ask a question about that though mm -hmm. when does it happen to randy pitchford oh gosh look some people are just delusional okay <laughs> <laughs> delusional can't be helped but uh no the thing is like i I'm very open-minded. I try to be very fair-minded. I try to see every issue from every side. Put my feet in their shoes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and the shoes of everyone, which is kind of gross. Um, but, uh... Ugh, fate. The worst fetish of all time. Yeah. Ugh. But I still knew, like... Hmm. Stuff didn't add up. Put it that way. There was evidence that disproved claims put it that way yeah um, and i i was and the reason why i brought this story up when it first broke which like it was a few years ago was because everyone abandoned him like they just boom yeah like nobody took a second and went <laughs> because it's one thing to you know maybe be arrested based on like domestic charges or something like that domestic battery or whatever that's an actual action that is taken yeah, and then or physical assault battery yeah. you know strangulation you know Those to mention a few things, yeah that makes a company go oh this is an actual active thing that has happened this was just some random people who had no anything saying this might have happened they all just proof abandoned them and i was just like you know, normally I'm the first one to defend a marginalized group if I feel that there has been injustice because that is my whole, my whole life is mm -hmm. dedicated to that. Every alarm bell went off in this, in me. And I do yeah. listen to my um, uh, instinct. And uh, I went and friended Chris Avaloni on Twitter, who is not blue, blue ticked at all, even back in the day. And he's very open on his Twitter talking about stuff. And I, I just read more and more into it. And it was just like, this isn't, 
this is setting off some alarm bells. So mm. I'm very glad he stuck with it. Um, if I remember correctly, with prejudice meant that they don't have to admit to any wrongdoing. Oh, uh, okay. That the possibility for them to reopen and relitigate is there. I, I see. I okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm very pleased, and I hope he can be brought back on. I mean, he writes some of the most amazing narrative driven stories are from him mm. yes it's a team of writers but he's usually the lead on those teams yeah and stuff so yeah so i'm i think this is a good outcome and i will say this and again i'm trying my best to be apolitical but sometimes when you do things that you know are not correct and you do them under the guise of helping others you actually end up undermining the efforts of people who really are trying to help the yep. more marginalized groups. Don't lie. Just in general. That's just a general piece of advice for everyone listening. <laughs> Don't lie. Don't make up things. There's no reason. There's enough bad mm. stuff in the world. You can yeah. hit your wagon to, to, to something. Yeah, because funnily, yeah, funnily enough, in life, there's such a thing called nuance. Yeah, well, nuance is definitely important. Uh, yeah, so there's a, there's also, and I, I I can't believe I have to say this, but we seem to have a society forgotten that you are innocent until proven guilty, or yeah. you know the whole trial by public opinion is not a trial. Not to get not not to get in our philosophical side discussion because I am getting very slavery. <laughs> but like I was actually thinking of that earlier today because some stuff has come up in the news. We weren't we're not discussing it right now. I may uh, have I, I may have glossed on it slightly. Yeah. Uh yeah. And it is like, okay, innocent until proven guilty and and now I personally believe that. Now that's my personal you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's not a hard and fast rule for the worst of the world. No, and, it's not. But it used to be so, the case about 10 years ago. I don't even know that it was. I think people do judge. They do, yeah. Uh, okay, I, I will admit that usually it's the first... You're, you're entitled to have an opinion on the matter, but like most of these people, including companies, were like, yep, yeah, get rid, get, get lost, yeah. you know, we're done with you, you know, you can't... You know, this is all proven. You know, this is absolutely yeah. concrete, one hundred percent. There's no way you're getting out of this. I'll wait two years later. He's won his lawsuit. Yeah. See, I now watch any of those companies walk that back. Well, see, okay. So, I, as a company owner, I think about this kind of stuff. You know, oh, what if? Even though it's like a very tiny company, and the likelihood of anything drama happening is nil. Um, but I do think, like, okay, so what if? A worker of mine was like involved in something uh, illegal, you know, so like not proven, you know, like arrested. Mm -hmm. I yeah, under suspicion. Under suspicion, yeah. I would take a moment and I would try to find out all I could. Yep. And and I would hopefully know my employee very well. I would hope. Yeah. I wouldn't abandon them first thing. Okay. But. Conduct your own I investigation, would, usually. Yeah, and I would, but I would, as more thing, if, if 
more evidence and stuff came to light, I would start to distance myself. And then maybe release public statements, you know, as things became more concrete, put it that way. Um, but I'm not a person who jumps to conclusions. I'm a very, like, thinker, I think, before yeah, I of act, course. usually. <laughs> now, well, it depends. Depends on what we're talking okay. about. Okay, so as <laughs> as someone who's not a company owner, I can only sort of discuss this from what I would, I would do mm-hmm. at the time. Personally, what I would do is I would, like with you, I'd talk to them, ask questions, find out more information about it, conduct my own investigation about it. But then, obviously, because of the nature of the allegations, I wouldn't outright fire someone because I think that would be wrong because then that comes to bite me in, bite me in the butt later on if it turns yeah. out to all be false. Now, what I would probably do is I'd say, look, this company has a reputation. They have a way of yeah. doing things. So we're not firing you. But I probably put them on gardening leave until the uh, yeah. until the investigation is complete and concluded. Yeah, at at that point, and you know, you might suffer a lot of public, uh, you know, backlash or whatever. But I'm not a person who cares about stuff like that. Well, to that. be honest, this is the buying Twitter mob who forget the net, who yeah. will forget about most controversies, and then the next controversy comes along that they can bandwagon but on. What I've figured out about Twitter. Is someone's always mad about something? So, um, well, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it. Twitter is a shithole and shouldn't even be fucking accessed by anybody <laughs> at any given point in time. Nobody should touch Who's that with an absolute that? barge pole. But hey ho, look, we all go on it because we like. My, I'll be honest. I like to see the meltdown. <laughs> I now I've said this before. I have a little protective bubble built around me, so I only see happy funny fluffy things yeah uh for the most part but sometimes real world stuff will leak in and boy howdy my sense of justice flies off the mat flies off the handle Mm. and i'm just like all right i am a social justice warrior and i am going to rain down upon you (laughs) yeah well this is why i tend to not comment on most things unless it's stupid yeah, I I have to put that protective bubble around me because otherwise mm-hmm. I'll be in rage cycle twenty four seven, and that's hey, no way to live. I've been in there. I've done it. I've I've had to claw myself away from the the abyss as such. Mm. You know, even now, like to the point where I barely go on Twitter as much as I can. Which why last yeah, week I, I said I don't know if I'm even going to be on there for a very long because I've had enough of it. I've look. I've been the staunch defender of Twitter for many, many years because it's just, just for me, it's been a laugh. Like watching yeah. people like go into full blown meltdown and watching from afar was, as you watch the building burn. Yeah, when it was like crazy stuff. Yeah. Or what seemed crazy at the time, it's kind of funny, you know. Um, but now the crazy is normal. And I don't like it. That's because, so, unfortunately, our society nowadays runs on outrage, shock culture, and, yeah, and I, people like people use Twitter and news organisations use Twitter as sources now, and they're not sources. I'm telling you, I would be happy to live in a mountain cabin, cut off from all, all social, all people, all humans. <laughs> I mean, I would call you Ted, but, you know, I don't think you're ever going to become the Unabomber at any point. No, no, because that's too much work, and that involves being, you know, you have, you still have to go mail it and be around people, so no, I'll be happy <laughs> in my cabin. And the only thing I care about on, on, I don't know, I like Twitter because it, I can look at baby otters. 
I mean, yeah, I do wonder why I see baby otters from time to time. I love baby otters. They're cute. Baby all animals and baby weasels are the cutest things on the planet. I don't care. I have this picture of this weasel. I'm sorry, this is a tangent, and we are going to get back to the last story because I'm tired. Um, <laughs> but I do have this picture of I love weasels and stoats. I just think they're adorable, but they're killers. And mm. there's this wonderful picture of this horrible weasel. He's a snow weasel. He's all white. And he's just beautiful, and he's in the snow, but he's killed like a bird or something. Oh, so he's got the red, the blood. On the, yeah, so it's the right contrast between the two colours. God, I love him so much, and uh, he's just doing what comes natural. Now, funnily enough, what you don't realise about that picture is that's not snow. Like, what is it? <laughs> well, some people might call it snow. Anyway, moving on. Because it's cocaine. <laughs> yes. You mean cocaine? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> He's just had a pretty severe like, nosebleed. <laughs> oh yes, Rock and Sockos baby platypus, platypi, however they are, they are so yes, platypi. I didn't read your whole comment. I should have. Yes, you uh, should have done. They're so adorable too. They're like they're so little and like fuzzy, and they have duck bills because God was bored or drunk. I don't know. <laughs> and and they're like so soft. Oh, I just love it. I just, I love baby animals. I love baby animals. Full stop. And yes, before you go, oh, do you like baby snakes and baby tarantulas? Yes. I do. And <laughs> Pete's like, no. Never. Oh, Pete, it's so funny. So, uh, I watch Krusty a lot. He's the guy that I watch along with Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a terrifying fear of spiders like you. It makes me think of you every time. And he'll be in VR playing Skyrim. And, like, he's very confident, you know, and he's, you know, very, very British, very, ha-ha, British humor. But then a spider will show up and he starts screaming like a girl and it's not fake, it's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've probably done that a couple of times. I love it. Anyway, yes. Cesspool. That's the, uh, that's Deadpool's sister. Uh, it's not. No. Uh, also, don't open your chat because I think I've got the name of the... That's okay. title for today's episode. Okay. It's a that's cocaine. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, it's not, but it's similar. Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, anyway, anyway, moving to the last story. <laughs> We're going to get through this, all right? We're going to get through this. This is a bit sober, and it's unreal. It's not bad. Not, these are my favorite. Not, not bad, considering that most of the stories have been serious. I know, exactly. We're doing pretty well. Yeah, we can't take things seriously. Congratulations. Okay. Welcome to your welcome to your first episode. Yeah. No, I anyway. nothing serious. So, final story for today. UK regulator now says a micro Microsoft Activision merger won't significantly lessen competition in the gaming market or the console gaming, sorry. So, the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA, has said it no longer believes that Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard will significantly reduce competition in the console gaming space. So the watchdog said on Friday uh, that it has updated its provisional findings after f uh, receiving fresh evidence. Wow. Or did it just get caught out of the sea? Yep. 
That was terrible, sorry. Uh, that alleviated some of its concerns about the $69 billion deal. $69 nice. billion, nice. <laughs> $69 billion, nicest. <laughs> My god, we should probably take a news story seriously, shouldn't we? Why? It's been going on for so long. That just reminded me of fucking Family Guy there. It's like, why? <laughs> Why? Uh, anyway, so <laughs> so while the CMA originally believed that making Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox would be commercially beneficial for Microsoft, it said that the new data it has received, and I quote, indicates that this strategy would be significantly loss-making under any plausible scenario. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Wow, it's almost like nearly everyone in the world but Sony were telling you that I have read a lot of rumours so I mean it's a good start yes it's also a good album anyway um, so um having said that uh take what I'm gonna say with all the grains of salt and sand whole heap heaps of it um but someone was saying that one of the guys in the CMA actually went to school with Jim Ryan. Ooh. And yeah, and so as soon as that was like discovered, and it was like, oh, conflict of interest. Mm. Yeah, we should probably fix all of this. If you're wondering what that, you know, complete 180 turnaround inspiration was from. Because I told everyone this a million years ago. This is such a cut and dry, not, there was nothing even. out of the ordinary of this acquisition. Yeah, I mean, you even mentioned that, um, what was it, two weeks ago? Yeah, well, yeah, because it was like, it should have never went this far. I still no. am just like, what? Um, I knew there was something fishy. Uh, yeah, and it's not, and... Something, it's not something they caught either. <laughs> On the ocean, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's fresh, God. Yeah, see, look, oh my, my it, God. look, even I can make callbacks to my bad jokes. There you go. Anyway, I'm glad that this is nearly over, and it will be. Boy, howdy, do I have some personal thoughts on this that I'm not going to do now because I'm very tired, and we need a okay. whole show for it. Again, but again, because <laughs> I messaged Pete at the beginning of this week. There's some crazy hypocrisy going on that is, like, blowing my mind mm. uh, over Activision. But that's a story for another day. Okay. I'm glad. And then people have been eviscerating Phil Spencer. And I know nobody's perfect. I really do know that. And I also know that I'm a fangirl. But they need to not be uh, messing with Phil. Because Father Phil knows what he's doing. Okay. So, right. Anyway. I will read this addendum to the story because there was an oh, okay. update to it. Right. So as of the 24th of March, uh, they uh, the update was Microsoft and Activision have welcomed today's announcement by the CMA. Big whoop. So uh, we appreciate... So as... Um, and a quote. We appreciate the CMA's rigorous and thorough evaluation of the evidence and welcomed its updated provisional findings, a Microsoft spokesman told CNBC. 
Uh, this deal will provide more players with more choice in how they play Call of Duty and their favourite... See, look, the whole thing is about Call of Duty. It's not about anything else. Like, if Call of Duty was taken out of the equation, it was made by anyone else, this deal would have gone through m bloody months ago. Stupid, anyway. So... And how, uh, how they play Call of Duty in their favourite games. We look forward to working with the CMA to resolve any outstanding concerns. An Activision spokesman said that the updated provisional findings show, uh, quote, show an improved understanding of the console gaming market and deter uh, demonstrate a commitment to supporting players in competition. They added, Sony's... Ooh, interesting. Yes, Sony's like campaign guy. to protect its dominance by blocking our merger can't overcome the facts. And Microsoft has, has already presented effective and enforceable remedies to address each of the CMA's remaining concerns. We know this deal will benefit competition, innovation, and consumers in the UK. Love that. And I told you through this whole thing, Phil and Microsoft have been positive. And I think he also said, well, Microsoft said that in 10 years, Sony can come up with their own. What? I've made just noticed something on this article that's really, really funny. What is it? Uh, the fact that they've linked a trailer for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 plus Warzone Warzone 2 PlayStation Advantage trailer on this article. <laughs> See? But, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so Microsoft's like, oh, well, 10 years is plenty of time for Sony with their immense talent and studios to come up with their own well, you know, FPS. They have freaking Bungie! You have freaking Bungie. You have Bungie. They made Halo. You have Bungie. You have Gorilla, who made SOCOM and yes. Resistance. Yep. Uh, yeah, you have you have several developers there that would be able to do a job, and that's not even going out and stating you might actually go and find another studio who could do the job. Exactly, and so you know it's almost like. Through this whole ordeal, as an observer, it's like Sony has just been, like, down on themselves. Oh, we're just not good enough. We're not whatever. But that's ridiculous, and it doesn't make sense. And that's a very weird way to play warfare, the art of war. <laughs> All, almost like they decided to take the approach of a victim in this yeah. one and went, Oh, no, what will, be, what will poor old Sony do? Sony. Oh, yeah. what poor old market leader Sony do. Exactly. And Stupid again, idiots. Please understand, we're not doing console wars and we're not bashing anyone that is a Sony person because we, like, Pete's got a yeah. Sony back yeah, there. I'm, right? uh, yeah, I'm not throwing shade at the Xbox really, or the Sony ponies. I'm really only talking about Jim Ryan because I don't like him. I'm sorry, I don't. And he I mean, does not represent something to me. Look, I'll be honest with you, and this was a long, 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 long time ago. So you have to recall in the recesses of your memory a certain uh, certain guest that we used to have called Lewis, who was wow. the one who first came on here calling calling him lying Jin Ryan. Yeah. Yep. So, look, I, I took it as a joke then, but I apologise to Lewis. I think he was right all along on this one. And I won't say that very frequently. 
If you look into what Jim Ryan used to, and it might have even been that episode, we did talk about like his past and stuff. We did, yeah. Yeah. Um. Not not a cool guy. No. Not a cool. Not at all. Let me finish reading this story now. <laughs> so, so in light of this, the CMA has narrowed the, the scope of its concerns about the deal. So, and I quote, the provisional findings are a key aspect of the merger process and are explicitly designed to give the businesses involved and any interested third parties the chance to respond with new evidence before we make a final decision. So this was stated by Martin Coleman, the chair of the independent panel conducting the CMA's investigation. Having considered, and sorry, and I quote, uh, Having considered the additional evidence provided, we have now provisionally concluded that the merger will not result in a substantial lessening of competition in, in console gaming services because the cost to Microsoft of withholding Call of Duty from PlayStation would outweigh any gains from taking such action. Our provisional view is that this deal raises concerns in the cloud gaming market uh, is not affected by today's announcement. Our investigation remains on course for completion by the end of April. So, uh, continuing. Uh, so, the CMA previously expressed concerns that the uh, proposed acquisition could significantly reduce PlayStation's ability to compete with Microsoft, uh, given that it would see the Microsoft uh, make the Xbox maker gain ownership of Call of Duty, which Sony has called irreplaceable. Irreplaceable to your bottom line. Um, so this is basically just going over the whole thing of it. So basically the, the, the takeaway from all of this is that the, uh, it should have a final ruling on, uh, on its findings. The CMA's report will come out around about April the 26th. Um, and like we said in there, the, the most major concern that they now have is still with the cloud gaming aspect of it, which funnily enough. Um, I mean, I was going to include this as a news story because it was uh, within the last two weeks. Uh, but Amazon Luna has now finally launched in the UK, meaning there's now more competition for streaming. It's a whole other show too because I got a lot to say about streaming. Yeah, so do I. But let's wrap it up for here. I just wanted to provide okay. that oh. story as an update to everything that's yeah. going on. So... There's your news, and uh, uh, I'll see you on the 10 o'clock news later. <laughs> Every hour on the hour, an update. Um, no, it's how it's done on the BBC, 6 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I don't watch the BBC. Uh, I try not to, because they suck. I don't watch anything. I am not... I'm just not a television person. I know, but I'm not going into the discussion about whether the BBC should exist. Yeah. That's yeah, a whole show for another that, day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> join us on our political podcast. No, join us on our TV shows. There you go. Um, anyway, I think we are going to wrap it up for tonight. Um, yeah, we got all the chat, by the way, apart from uh, Rock'em Sock'em Hope saying, same, same, effing cesspool to do with Twitter. Uh, you um, also don't have to self-censor yourself, but I appreciate that you did. Yes. Uh, he also and also mentioned about baby platypus. Look up baby platypuses, platypi, platypi, platypi. Yes, um, but that's the comments. So thank you everyone in your chat for engaging. Yeah, very good chat tonight. Well, we have a good chat every week, all the time. Uh, also, 
Even though I said I'm not going to mention it, and I'm not. Last time I mentioned it, I promise. Thank you so much to everyone who went and watched videos, and it made me feel so good, and it put a smile on my face. I haven't checked the overall numbers, but I did see that Twitch jumped up by, like, 15. <laughs> like, mm. I cannot thank you enough for that. Uh, it really does mean the world to both me and Pete. Uh, yeah. I know I'm talking for him, but it does. It shows that we are doing a good job, and that you do like us. I want us to stick around a little bit. Uh, but we do thank you for joining us every week, as you do. Um, we thank you both to our listeners and our watchers, which you can come watch us and or the VOD at www.twitch.tv forward slash rapper reviews. Is that correct, Pete? Yes. Yay! I got it right. <laughs> but outside of that, Pete, where can they find you? Uh, loitering on the internet somewhere, usually yeah. around Twitter at Pete Beckett One. Uh, but I am on also on various discords around around the podcast sphere. So modern escapism, W. Uh, what the frick do you want? Or you know, and a, a few and a couple of others, including Rapid Reviews UK, of course. So yep. if you're inclined to do so, come join us over over on Discord. There'll be a link. And yeah, we got public chats where we post most of the stuff to do with the podcast over on our own channel as well. Cody? Stuff over there. Um, yeah, so I never have consistent nonsense. Sometimes I disappear. Sometimes I'm around. Sometimes I talk about games. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I look at little baby animals and they make me happy. <laughs> so if you want to... Join me in my escapades. You can find me over on Twitter, which is Kylie to greet K I L A Y T H G R E E T, or you can join along in my CrossFit adventures uh, over on Instagram, which is Kylie Yellick. Um, not as interactive, but you know you can hang out. Links cool. to both of those and the Twitter are in and the Discord are in the show notes for this said episode. What he said. <laughs> that's gonna do it for us so we will see you and talk to you next week bye goodbye thank you for listening to this episode of the rapid reviews radio podcast you can find the podcast on anchor fm spotify apple Podcasts, and various other podcast platforms you can also find the video version by searching rapid reviews on youtube and watch the podcast recording live on twitch at twitch.tv slash rapid reviews at 7.30 p.m. UK time every Sunday. Please make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at rrradiopod and for all the latest reviews visit www.rapidreviewsuk.com or on Twitter at rapidreviewsuk.com.